Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. I'm your host, Peter. I'm your co-host, Phoenix. This is a movie podcast where we'll take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. Actually, but for this episode, we are doing a new release movie, uh, The Avengers Infinity War. Uh, obviously just came out, directed by Anthony and... Anthony and Joe Russo. Joe Russo, that's that's what it is, yes. Uh, everybody returns, basically, for this one. Um, so if you're tuning in for the first time, you know, we're just doing an instant review. We both just got out of the movie, and uh, we're going to give our non-spoiler thoughts, and then we'll, uh, you know, play a trailer, and then we'll come back and kind of talk about some of the scenes we liked and, you know, more stuff uh, in the spoiler section. So just to kind of get things started, Phoenix, I want to ask you... Uh, what is your initial thoughts on the movie? Um, very emotionally, uh, devastating. No, I'm kidding. No, um, it's a very, it's a very great, uh, great, greatly directed movie. Um, it was great fun watching it, seeing all these characters interact with each other. I don't know if we said it, but you're my 17 year old, 17 year old son. Yes. So you actually grew up on all these Marvel movies. I want to get your thoughts on, you know, this movie, how the the directors kind of brought it all together. Is this, did this satisfy you? Oh, yeah, it was, it was perfect. Nothing seemed forced to me. Um, every character interaction seemed genuine and not out of place. Um, yeah, I think, I think it was just the perfect way that, that they pulled this off. I thought it was really good too. Uh, I thought, I thought this movie was really, really good. Um, you know, I, I kind of want to be a little vague, uh, just because we are in the non-spoilers. I thought this movie was directed very well, probably the best directed Marvel movie in my opinion. Uh, I think the Russo brothers, they, they, it, the movie, they are brilliant. Uh, there's no other way to say it. Visually stunning. Uh, I've said that about other Marvel movies as well. But I think what they do really, really well is showing us things that we've never seen in other comic book movies before, whether that is, uh, you know, technology or the aesthetics, you know, and also we got like what 1819 Marvel movies and some of them tonally they're a little bit different you know Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy they're a little bit funnier and I thought they kind of balanced this movie very very well uh it's got its funny moments and it's got some very very emotional moments as well um I'm sure the action scenes did not disappoint no no they were they were wonderfully created and I'm trying, trying to think, uh, what else can we talk about kind of in the non-spoilers? Um, I don't know. I guess we can really just jump into it. I, uh, I, I think it's safe to say that we both recommend the movie and kind of unlike some of the previous Marvel movies in recent memory, this one actually only has one end credit. Yeah. It was, it was interesting that they did that. I mean, you expect multiple end credit scenes, except, you know, they only gave us one, but that's, that's fine. I mean, it was, it was satisfying to watch. Yeah, so stay till the very end for the uh, one end credit. You're probably going to want that, too. So um, I think we're just going to leave it at that. We both recommend the movie. Go see it. Uh, actually, one, one other thing. We did see it in 3D just because we weren't able to make it to the 2D showing before it, and we didn't want to wait for the for the 2D showing after it. Do you think that uh, this... The people need to see it in 3D? No, honestly, I, I probably wouldn't tell much of a difference if it was in 2D. 
I think it kind of bothered me that it was in 3D because I was hoping for some stuff to really pop out at you. You know, nothing came flying our way or anything like that. I th- th- thought the 3D was kind of cool, but I would have preferred to have watched, uh, watch it in 2D. So, um, you know, save the extra few bucks on concessions or something like that. So, uh, again, at this point, you know, if you haven't seen the movie and you just kind of wanted to hear our initial thoughts, uh, go ahead and pause this episode. Watch the movie, come back, and hear what we have to say uh, in the non-spoiler section. Dread it. Run from it. The end is near. We're going to need some help. How you been, Buck? Not bad. For the end of the world. Infinity War. When you said we are going to open Wakanda to the rest of the world, this is not what I imagined. What did you imagine? The Olympics? Maybe even a Starbucks? Everywhere April 27th. Alright, we're back. So, uh, if you have not yet seen the movie, be prepared to get spoiled. And if you have seen the movie, I, I want to know what you thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just kind of want to throw this out right now. I thought it was really funny at the very end of the movie. Uh, you know, it was a cliffhanger. You know, I, I, I think it's safe to say it's a cliffhanger. And we actually had one person in the audience that was just like, anybody know what happened? <laughs> yeah, and it was pretty funny, actually. Um, and leaving, um, actually, right before we even left the movie theater, at least two people actually said that this was like one of the worst ones that they've ever seen. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't agree with that. I mean, one of the worst ones I've seen is like Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 3. This is definitely not that caliber. This is, this is Civil War, even maybe above. See, and you're a lot higher on Civil War than I am. Civil War was fine for me. I was, I was a little underwhelmed. I wasn't disappointed with Civil War, but I, I liked it just fine. You know, I just, that's one of the things, like, Marvel doesn't have the greatest of villains. And Thanos, I gotta say, he is one bad man. Um, so we'll kind of, like, jump around a little bit. But this movie, he wins. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, seeing seeing Thanos win is uh, disheartening, to say the least. Um, I mean, Thanos isn't even the first villain to win. There is, you still have Zemo, which is in Civil War. And I know it's not that great of a movie, but it's just the plan that Zemo put through his was fantastic and perfectly pulled. And Thanos, he's just going around just clobbering everybody. Yeah, th- there's some slower moments with Thanos, and I thought it was fine. The movie is two and a half hours long, and I thought it was actually kind of well-paced. Um, in my opinion, okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you think Doctor Strange is smart? Smart? Uh, I didn't see how smart he was in this movie. I saw how smart he was in Doctor Strange, but I'm not exactly sure what he did in this movie, but complained. Well, him and, um, I, I liked how him and Tony Stark really had this, uh, uh, clashing of personalities and, you know, they didn't quite get along, but the movie told us how it was gonna end, you know, uh, Doctor Strange traveled to like, you know, over 14 million different uh alternate universes was it um 14 million alternate like timelines possibilities yeah. realities and how many of those did they win 
one. Okay, so chances are, I'm not a mathematician, and I don't pretend to be one, but the chances are extremely slim that they'd win. Just, just, a, just a little bit. So the movie told us that they were going to lose. So when it happened, I was like, wow, they really did it. And I, I guess the only thing I'm kind of confused about is why were some of the characters left spared? You know, or does after the end credits, does everybody else turn to ashes? So do you have any thoughts why like, there was only a, a select few? Not even select few, but that, I mean, the majority of them kind of turned into ashes, but... Why did it seem some of them were actually spared? It wasn't that they were spared. I mean, Thanos himself even said that it, you're going to be randomly selected so that half half of the universe is, like, gone. I mean, and it shows that, too. Like, uh, when it shows that Thanos is on Gamora's home planet, he splits the people into half, and half of those people are killed. Okay, so I, I kind of caught some of that, but I did take uh, some... I don't want to say extensive notes. I kind of just jotted down some of the, uh, the, the bigger fight scenes, really. Um, I thought it was a little convenient that, you know, for, for Thanos to say that, you know, half the people are going to be gone or whatever, though the one who ultimately is probably going to fix all of this is Captain Marvel. I don't know what her role is going to be. I don't know why Nick Fury wanted to call her. Yeah, obviously she hasn't been yet uh, introduced to the MCU. Uh, that's going to be really interesting. But this is one hell of a way to get people to go watch a movie, you know, that they probably weren't planning on to, uh, you know, plan to go watch initially. Yeah, especially since Captain Marvel is supposed to be taking place like back in the 90s. That's basically going to be her origin story and how it's going to explain how Nick Fury and her, uh, how she and Nick Fury uh, know each other. Okay, yeah, I, I hope so, because clearly he already knows who she is. Uh, I thought it was funny, Samuel Jackson, you know, disappears and, you know, uh, before he gets to say his, uh, famous line, you know, that he utters in a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's, let's start from the very beginning. Um, we got the scene with like Loki and, and Thanos. This, I thought this was a great opening. We just, um, kind of open up in the middle of something going on and Thanos like picks up like some random, you know, person off the ground in this Thor. Yeah, the beginning of every scene in this movie, not, okay, not every scene, but there are some scenes that just start out so well and it's, we're not babies, you know, they don't try and baby feed every single part of the story to us. Um, obviously, we leave off Thor and Loki looking up at this big ship and, you know, starting this movie, it cuts to whatever just happened and you can already assume, oh, well, they just, they got screwed. Yeah, I thought it was great to, I mean, that reveal when it was Thor that he picked up, like, wow, Thor's already got his butt kicked uh, at this point. But we get Heimdall, he dies, Loki dies. Did you think he'd die this soon? I I thought it'd be a lot later in the movie. Um, Heimdall dying was a surprise to me. Um, oh, Hulk, like, getting his crap kicked out of him, that, that surprised me, because Thanos just took him easily. Yeah, this was a great scene. Thanos and Hulk has a great fight scene. Uh, Heimdall dying. You know, Idris Elba, he's a big star now. He's off doing other things. His character, not, not really needed. Um, Loki, you know, it's, do, do we need Loki to kind of tack along? I mean, we saw how he was in Thor Ragnarok. I don't think he would have been very serviceable in this movie. Um, but I just love this opening scene. It's almost like a cold open because it's right before, we get the, uh, the, you know, the, the Avengers credits. Basically, I'm thinking like the directors are saying, do we have your attention? 
Mm-hmm. You know, I I think it was just one of the best openers of any of the uh, comic book movies, um, possibly ever. Uh, the first encounter in in the streets, and I thought this was kind of funny because uh, Bruce Banner can't even Hulk. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's in my head, I was thinking, wow, he has, he's got like performance issues the rest of the movie. He's uh he's um wrestling with his demons or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, this fight scene kind of like reminded me of. The first Avengers a little bit, but yeah, it's kind of short. But uh, was was Homeboy's name again? Benedict Wong. What's his? Uh, uh, yeah, his his character's name is just Wong. Okay, it, his last name, the the yeah. actor's actual last name. Uh-huh. Now I'm a little. I I thought he'd come back. Wong. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, someone has to watch this Sanctum Sanctorium, so I mean, it's it's whatever. I didn't. I I don't know if we needed to bring him in. I mean, I don't know. I I just thought that he'd come back. I thought it was kind of a lame exit for him. Um, probably one of my very very few criticisms. It's like the guy just takes off in you know Act One and that's it. Um. Okay. So what do you think about the uh, the meeting between the Guardians uh, and also Thor because they're they're in space right now and then it's basically like a graveyard. This this is where they find Thor. Yeah, um, this it was very interesting to see that they interact with each other. Just because I love the humor that both character, all of the characters have, um, both respective sides of their own little worlds, and seeing them collide together was just fascinating. They're body shaming Peter Quill. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I mean, I I could tell. I mean, Chris Pratt is kind of uh, gained some weight there, but you know, it's it was it was funny. I thought it was funny, but um, it's really interesting that. I don't know. I well, one of the criticisms I had about Guardians of the um, Galaxy Volume Two was that I thought Drax was a completely different character character than he was in Part One. I thought he was more of an a hole in the second movie, and all of the sarcasms that he didn't understand kind of kind of went away. And Mantis, I wasn't a big fan of her um, in that one either. But this one, I actually liked both of them in here. Uh, I thought Drax had some really good lines. And I thought he was a lot better. I thought they toned him down. Uh, and I thought that's the right choice. Um, I thought it was really funny that, you know, because I had kind of forgotten that Thor just had the one eye. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Drax is like, oh, he looks like a you know pirate and angel had a baby or something like that. Yeah, uh, Drax in this movie was a lot better than the last movie just because I think the last one, uh, James Gunn used him more as a comedic relief. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, so let's see. Let's talk about uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Um, this was kind of interesting because they're in Scotland, and then this is where Black uh, Widow, Falcon, and Captain America also meet. Uh, what do you think about this scene and also the fight scene that ensues? Uh, ooh, man, it was... Um, I, usually, I'm not very excited watching Black Widow, Captain America, or Falcon fight just because, I don't know, Falcon just, I don't know, Falcon's kind of lame to me. But seeing Captain America, seeing them take on Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive, it was just, it was amazing. They were moving so fluidly, uh, just great, great choreography. So, kind of on the subject of Thor real quick, uh, what do you think about the subplot and... Uh, him trying to go get a new axe. I thought it was uh, really important. It's a good thing that they did that. I mean, it doesn't really help now, but I mean... Not yet. Not yet, yeah. Uh, it's satisfying to see Thor look so clean and have a new hammer. It looks like he's got a swagger back. 
Well, and a new eye. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> if slightly soiled. Yeah, uh, slightly. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's slightly. I mean, it, it looked clean, but uh, where we, you know, where it's imp- not even implied, but you know, the, Rocky mentions that he had to stick it up his butt basically to kind of steal it. Um, I really like this too because I, I'm glad that it's not just a quick answer. He's actually showing us them. You know, like you can't find uh acts made out of a like star just lying anywhere so i i thought that was kind of neat that they incorporated that in and so um so i kind of duck it uh, what did you think of peter dinklage here in this little cameo i wouldn't say it was more it was cameo it was um, it was a really big supporting role but um i don't know it's kind of weird to me i mean he seeing peter dinklage that huge like as a dwarf um and his voice was so deep i don't know just something about it was really weird and off for me I felt the deep voice came a little bit later, actually, because uh, I kind of noticed it when they were trying to forge that axe, uh, which was actually a pretty cool scene, too. And I kind of... It's funny because, like, there, there's a line... There's an exchange between uh, Thor and uh, Peter Dinklage's character. I, I, I missed his name. Eatree. Hmm? Eatree. Okay, sure. Um, but, you know, there's there's a, an exchange that they have while they're forging that axe, and I felt like it's something that uh, should have involved Drax, but basically... Uh, Dinklage was just like, hey, you know, like, this could kill you. And Thor's like, only if I, uh, unless I die. Or, oh, man, I forgot the line, too. I thought it was so funny, but you kind of missed it, and I kind of told you what he said. Well, I, I kind of, I heard it, but then I was like, oh, that doesn't make much sense to me. It was like, um, oh, but it'll kill you, and Thor goes, not unless I die first. Die first, yeah. Yeah, well, um, the, the reason I thought it was funny, because he's so focused on opening that, whatever it is to you know to keep the you know the the, the furnace the, burning yeah sure so in order to do that he's he's focusing right so he maybe he's not listening intently you know to what's going on and so he probably caught a little bit of that and just kind of responded no, no unless i die first or something mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was funny but dinklage was just kind of like that's kind of what that means or you know being killed means so uh, i thought that was funny um all right so the battle on titan actually no yeah, let's start with the Battle on Titan. So uh, this is where, like, Quill, Iron Man, uh, Spider-Man, and all of them. Oh, yeah, and, and Doctor Strange. So they're trying to get the gauntlet off of his hand and stuff. Uh, what would you think of this? Oh, man, it was a, it was a heartbreaker because was, they were so close. They were so close to getting it off. And it, it was off, but, um, you know, Peter's emotions got the best of him, and it just it all went down. Yeah, I kind of, I was really hoping that that wouldn't happen, but I can understand that. Um, there's like a bit of a theme in this movie. It's about loss. You know, I mean, everybody loses in this movie for sure. Um, Thor, you know, he talked about his losses. Um, you know, he just lost Loki in the very beginning of the movie and he has a very emotional scene with Rocket as well. And I thought uh, Chris Hemsworth uh, did an amazing job in that scene. Um, also Gamora. You know, she dies in this movie. Uh, what do you think about her? Um, I didn't know. I didn't even think about it, you know, that she was going to die. But right before she did, I was like, you know what? We're getting a lot of Gamora right now. Yeah. Um, in preparation for watching this, I've watched and read a lot of articles about, oh, who would die. And Gamora was pretty high on the list. And I was like, ah, that, I don't think they'd do that because there's still Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out. But then I also saw something else where it was like James Gunn said that the lineup was going to be changing a little bit. So going into this, I was like, oh, no, not Gamora. Did, did, what happened to Nebula? 
Nebula is still alive. She's hanging out with Tony Stark right now. Okay, so hmm, something to keep an eye on. So really interesting. Uh, what do you think about uh, Spider Man in this one? I liked it. Um, Tom Holland showed a. Uh, he's he is such a good like Peter Parker and Spider Man all around. Um, seeing the Iron Spider in real film, it was oh, it was amazing. I mean. It was kind of spoiled for me because uh, this toy line released a toy that had the Iron Spider arms out. So to me, it was like, ah, oh, well, I knew that was coming, but it was still fantastic to see it. I thought it was really cool, too. And even the introduction of him in this movie, uh, they're on a school bus and I guess they're going on a field trip. And he tells his uh, Asian homie, he's like, hey, you know, uh, I need a distraction. And then he looks out the window and sees like the ship. He's like, we're all going to die. And I thought that was pretty funny, too. Yeah, his best friend's. Ned, he's a he's a great character to have in the MCU. Ned, oh uh, yes. Uh, okay, so Thanos comes to Earth, and like a lot of the the third act takes place in Wakanda. So I kind of skipped that part because you know that's where it ends as well. Uh, what do you think about uh, basically all of the Wakanda stuff? Yeah, it was a uh, twenty five page in the script like scene. It was a it was amazing the how they pulled it off with all the fighting. Um, they even like spaced out the characters well, like didn't give anyone too much screen time, anyone too little. Uh, I mean, Captain America in this film was, he was, he was present, but he wasn't like the star. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. Um, you're right. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying about, uh, Gamora, where I was like, man, they're giving her a lot of screen time. Cause at that very moment, I was like, we haven't gotten too much cap, you know? And not only that, Winter Soldier, you know, he, we didn't get very much of him at all. Like, he's got a new arm. He doesn't really put that to use in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see why they would also give Gamora a lot of screen time, even if she wouldn't die just because of the dynamic that she has with Thanos. I mean, he is her father, ad- adopted. Yeah. And so speaking of dying, the Tony Stark thing, uh, I think we both kind of agreed that we thought that that was it for him. But uh, Doctor Strange spares his life. And I get it because in, in this scenario, I mean, uh, Tony Stark, dies and then Thanos would probably still get the um the time stone yeah um I mean Doctor Strange went to the future or whatever timeline and he saw the future he saw what had to happen what needed to happen so that's probably the reason why he gave Thanos the time stone so easily but I mean yeah and then maybe Doctor Strange also knows that Tony Stark would uh, ultimately be one of the ones that spared you know, because he doesn't disappear, so that's that's uh, that is really interesting. Well, I mean, if if you're if Thanos is balancing out the universe, or someone randomly, if something is randomly selecting, if Iron Man were to die, maybe Doctor Strange would still be there. But maybe Doctor Strange also knew that Iron Man was the key to defeating Thanos. I mean, you saw how Tony put put up against his own against Thanos. He lasted for a pretty good amount of time. Yeah, he really did. He um, definitely held his own in this one. And I guess you got to have one or the other, right? Either, you know, if if Iron Man dies and Captain America probably doesn't vanish, uh, we're going to need somebody to possibly fill in, you know, Captain Marvel with uh, all that's going on. So uh, a lot to digest. You know, this isn't the show where we're going to analyze all of this. this. This is just, you know, our instant thoughts. Um, this movie is long and... 
you know, I as much as I want to watch it again, I, I I don't know if I will while it's in theater, but I, I definitely definitely want to watch it again. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I know we kind of like just touched on uh, little bits uh, here and there. Um, any other performances that, that kind of stuck out to you? I really like the scene with the collector that uh, out in nowhere. Was it because it fooled you or? Not really. I mean, I kind of expected it because I knew that it's the reality stone. So I figured, well, not everything might appear as it seems. Um, so it was really satisfying to see this deserted place just completely turn into a different scenery where there's everything burning all around them. It was just a, it, it was like, it's like the beginning scene where you just have to assume that Thanos just came and like kicked the crap out of everybody. Yeah, it this movie is so good. I mean, they, you got some uh elements of uh, you, uh other genres in here. At some parts, you know, with um, you know, when they changed the reality and stuff like that, I even got like a bit of a thriller feel. Yeah, especially yeah. like with like the young Gam- uh, Gamora, you know, like possibly uh like a horror, you know. Horror? I w- I wouldn't say horror. Um I mean, it was definitely thrilling to see a scene change so fast. No, I mean, not not thrilling but like uh, like a thriller like a, a right, little right. little little tense um you know and this movie is intense as well but there's some some really dramatic scenes that uh, i felt you know um had some bits of elements of a horror movie because uh, you're just like what, what what's gonna happen there's a little girl here and what's reality was fake like it, it's just i i, I thought this movie Oh, it's just so good. I, that's why I said that these uh, the Russo brothers. I, I felt like they were really brilliant. Um, just the creative uh, duo here, and just showing us things again that we probably like. I didn't feel this movie was very predictable. I mean, in some parts I was like, okay, this might happen. You know what I mean? And I, I think that they played against cliches. You know, and I thought they did it well. Just like with the ending. You know, when it ended, I go. No way, you know, and I, I think, I think that's what they wanted, right? Because again, it, they told us up front that, you know, that th- there's no way that they're going to win, basically. Yeah, yeah. Also, I want to touch base on like some other stuff and characters. Like, so we see at least four characters that we see. Vision, Vision's definitely dead. I mean, we, there was a theory that if we took out the Mind Stone that he might still be alive. Um, but no, he's, he's definitely dead. The uh, one thing on Vision here, I really love the part where Thanos um, takes off, uh, takes the stone out of his head, and just because you know Thanos is so huge, like his thumbs, you know, his finger and his thumbs just kind of like, you know, dented Vision's forehead. Yeah, Thanos is an immensely powerful being, um, and you definitely see it in this movie where he just kind of flings everybody around. And who else did you want to talk about? Um, I also wanted to talk about um, okay, Heimdall, Heimdall. I- I already said it earlier, it was heartbreaking just because character development. You know, I really like Time Wolf because he was there from the first Thor movie. Uh, Loki had a lot of character development. Um, I mean, he died in a noble way, too. I mean, he died trying to kill Thanos. I, I thought they almost was going to kill Thor in that one scene. Yeah. You know, was, in the beginning. It was really close. I, but, I mean, I figured they couldn't do that because he has to meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. But it would have been really bold if they did something like that. Um, I mean, I, I think we can assume the Collector is dead. Uh, probably, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and Xandar, uh, Thanos just casually mentions that he already took them out, um, the Nova Corps, I mean, so we might hopefully see a Nova character, um, anyways, oh, also, uh, the Red Skull, 
oh, came yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was really surprising. I mean, I saw theories that people were like, "Oh, the Red Skull might come back," but to me, it was like, "Could he really though? Could he, I mean, was that Hugo weaving?" You know, actually, I was going to ask you that. I, I'm not sure. It, di- it didn't really sound like him. I, I didn't think so. I mean, I tried looking it up on IMDb just now, but I couldn't find his name, so I, I, I honestly don't know. It, it could be um, maybe not listed currently because of spoilers. Yeah, and that, that's what I thought too. But I mean, seeing the Red Skull was was crazy. I, I just wasn't expecting that. Um, anything else? Oh, um, something that got me also was like. I mean, Marvel's been known to change on their trailers so they don't give away any spoilers or anything. But I was rewatching the trailer just now, and um, I noticed that there were some scenes in the trailer that weren't even like used in the movie, like uh, the Hulk running around with Captain America in a line of defense with behind Black Panther at the slow motion shot. You know what I'm talking about? At the very end of the trailer, uh, I, you know what? I didn't watch the trailer very much. I, I think I might have watched it like one time all the way through, but that's it. Mm. Well, there is a. I mean, that that in itself too. I mean, it showed Hulk in Wakanda, but Hulk was not in Wakanda. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. That's it. Um, Hulk was kinda in Wakanda. I don't know, but perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. No, it was just Bruce in his Hulkbuster suit. Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, you kind of mentioned it, that they probably filmed it just so that it can kind of throw people off. Yeah, there's a lot of things that just kind of threw me off. Or it could have been stuff that they shot and ended up, you know, leaving out. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think that wraps it up. Yep. Okay, so uh, I want to thank you guys all for listening to our instant review. Um, if you're new to the show, you know, we do mainly... Uh, older movies and, you know, every now and again we do some new releases. So last time Phoenix was on, we talked about Beetlejuice. Uh, coming up very, very soon is going to be our four year anniversary. And we're going to kick that off with our uh, coverage of the, uh, the first three Indiana Jones movies. So if you're new to the show and haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button. If you want to check out Father and Son talk about Indiana Jones. Um, I don't think Phoenix has seen any of those th- uh, three movies. And I keep saying three because that's all that exists. <laughs> yep yep that's it nothing else okay so uh you know if Did you want to give a rating for infinity war uh let's see like what out of out of five or yeah something? out of five okay sure what do you what do you want to give it i, I would say four four seventy five okay i liked it a lot it was almost a perfect movie to me yeah i'll, I'll agree with that i'll say four seventy five i mean it, it's in your five i i have no criticism uh, of the movie uh, at the end i was kind of like oh man is that really it and i kind of thought about it i go well they're doing something completely different. They told us how it was going to end, and you know, <laughs> and they came through with it. And uh, again, it's just so many good things to say about this movie. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you, four point seven five out of five. So, um, all right. So if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I do have those accounts. Uh, that can be found at podstalgic i also have a facebook group page if you want to follow that and maybe continue the conversation in there tell me what you thought about what we had to say or if you want to share your thoughts just search podstalgic and friends so uh, that's gonna do it now and also you know i just mentioned the indiana jones if you want to leave feedback for that just join the group page or shoot me a tweet or something um so thanks again uh we'll see you guys next time adios
Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.